Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you today from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Absolutely delighted to welcome Sherry Cortland, who holds degrees in communications and naturopathy and a, cert- and a certification in her herbology. Right, Sherry? Herbology. Yes. Uh-huh. Herbology. She has served as a vice president in the life and health insurance field, spent 18 years as a director of specialty sales, and is currently a project manager in the travel industry. Sherry is also an author, an intuitive, a workshop facilitator, and a spiritual growth accelerator whose mission is to help you get your to-do list done for this incarnation with much less drama and pain. She will be speaking to us today from Orlando, Florida. Sherry was inspired to begin her search for the truth in the 1980s after reading Shirley MacLaine's Out on a Limb. And in 1989, she took a psychic development class that led to channeling through automatic writing. Channeled material from her spirit guide group, along with experiences from her personal journey, are documented in her four metaphysical books, over 300 magazine articles, and her radio and conference appearances. I'm looking forward to a wonderful chat with Jerry about karma, relationship villains, how she teaches people to connect directly with spirit through automatic writing, raising our vibration for the new age, and more for what is surely going to be an incredibly interesting and very enlightening interview. Hey, Sherry, a oh warm, God. heartfelt welcome to Green oh, thank Paper you. Podcast. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to try and live up to that wonderful intro. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so honored to be here with you. Thank you thank for you, having Sherry. me. I love, I know this is going to be a really special interview. I just love learning all about you. I research, you know, before I, a lot of work goes into these and it was, I thought, oh, we are going to have a good one. This is going to be so helpful to people. <laughs> So let's start with this question. Okay. What inspired your mission to become a spiritual growth accelerator, helping folks get their to-do lists in this incarnation completed with less drama and pain? Well, that, that's an interesting question. And so the bottom line there is uh, I was forced into it. I was forced really? into it. Absolutely. My guide group uh, was determined that they had information that they wanted to get out there. And I want to say that it was maybe maybe 2004 when they started to dictate information for my first book, Windows of Opportunity. And uh, when they told me that they wanted to, to do a book, I just laughed. I'm like, 
I'm not an author. I, I don't, I can't do this. And I just, I took, I dutifully took the notes because I know that you can't say no to spirit and took all the notes down. And then I tried to put them into, into some kind of order. And then I sent them out to publish. I put the book together and sent it out to publishers, never ever thinking that anybody would want to publish the book. But Dolores Cannon from Ozark Mountain uh, immediately called me, thought it was my girlfriend playing a joke on me, to be honest. And, uh, and she published the book. And it, ju it, just, it just went on from there. Then I was out of the closet and, and just, you, you got to follow through. I mean, you can't just do a book and then not follow through with it. And so I started to do workshops and speaking at conferences and meeting so many wonderful, wonderful people. And so that's how I got to be a spiritual growth expediter, just taking the information that the guide group uh, dictated to me through automatic writing and getting it out there to as many people as I could. And we're going to talk about in this interview, how you teach people to do automatic writing, sure. because that is such a, that's such a gift. And I must say that the first person who started channeling my husband for my book did it through automatic writing. Oh, okay. so I can very much relate to this. How can a person know what exactly is on his or her to-do list in a lifetime? And is that to-do list known as a life script? Huh. Okay. So how do you know? How do you know exactly? You kind of have to be awake a little bit. You've got to look at what's going on in your life. So let's, let's first talk about planning our lives. We plan, for the most part, everything that's going to happen to us. The way the guide group says, says to look at it is to think that, think that you're at a conference table. You're sitting around a conference table. You've got your guides there. Your teachers are there. People that you're going to be incarnated with are there. And, and you're figuring out, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to learn? What do I want to accomplish so that I can grow, right? It's all about the growth of the soul. So then like chapters in a book, we decide what it is that we're going to work on. Some of us work on one thing at a time. Some of us work on multiple things at a time. Those are very brave souls. That's probably not me. But you work on, <laughs> what, are, what are you going to work on? How are you going to do it? And so then what we do is we put windows of opportunity into, into our chapters. Uh, we set ourselves up for, for learning something specific, right? So if we don't learn it right away, another window is gonna open for us. If we still don't learn it, another window will open, another window will open because we want to learn this thing. We want to accomplish this. These windows though, get more in your face. They start out easy and then they get harder, more difficult, more in your face, more drama, more pain. So to save yourself drama and pain, you wanna watch for these windows, these earlier windows, right? So life scripts, if you've got a life script going on, yeah, that's a bunch of windows. That's a bunch of windows that you didn't go through. You have to change what you're doing. So taking a look back at, at a life script, okay, so this, this has happened to me over and over again, maybe slightly differently, maybe with different people, but it's really basically the same thing. So once you look at that and you recognize that, then you can say to yourself, okay, how did I manage these things when they happened? What did I do? Because obviously what I did didn't get me through the window. So what can I change 
so that I can get through this freaking window <laughs> and move on to something else. So that I think life scripts, looking at, at things that occur often in our lives, that's how we can start to start to move forward, start to move forward and see what's on our plate. You know, Sherry, I often think, and I've often been told that um, this is supposed to be school yes. and the other side is home. Yes. So it, it, I think it really helps if people reframe what's happening to them as what lesson am I supposed to learn from this? Yes. Where do I have to go? Who can help me? Where can I, is this about my healing? Is this about my learning something? Is this, per, you know, and all of that kind of thing. That's and like, yeah. when you're going through this stuff, look, you know, find someone to help you. Uh, that's what we're doing here with the podcast there. You yeah. can go to Sherry or whoever to figure it out. But um, it, I find it to be really comforting when I know when I'm faced with challenges to say, well, my life is not over. This is not disaster, disaster. What no, am I learning no. from this? No, you know, to spot windows, if you want to spot windows, the thing to do is, is okay, are you continually drawing the same type of situation to yourself, right? That's number one. If you are, then I can tell you absolutely the universe is trying to get your attention, right? Your higher self is trying to get your attention. That's the bottom line. So if you continue to do that, you've got to, you've got to take a look at it and, and say, okay, how have I done? What have I done? This is obviously a window of opportunity. So become more aware now of what's happening. Okay, here it is again. Here's the same situation or type of situation in my life. How have I treated it in the past? Right. What can I do differently right now, right? That's, that's a main thing. Then if you're not sure, if you're not sure, here's an easy way to find out if you've got a life script going on, ask your family, they'll tell you. Ask your friends, they'll tell you because they'll spot something that you're doing over and over again probably faster than you will yourself. Well, they're part of that lesson in the life script because they're, they're, they're trouble for you. And they, and some of these same things keep happening oh, over and over again. You're talking about a relationship villain now. So, okay. Think back to the life planning before we come into body, we're sitting around that table. Those people love you, but some of them have to be villains. Some of them have to be villains. They've got to do stuff to spark you, to make you move. Wow. Okay. So let me ask this. Let's talk about, um, I love that you do automatic writing. So could you describe your journey, learning to channel the oh. automatic dry writing and share how you teach people to connect directly with spirit through automatic writing? I'll bet a bunch of people listening to this would love <laughs> to learn this from you. I, and you know what, if you go to my website, there is a free workshop on how to do automatic writing. So absolutely free. And it takes you through step by step by step. So for me, you know, I started out, as you mentioned earlier, reading Shirley MacLaine, who I loved and, and I believed every word she said, because I thought to myself, she's got everything to lose. Why is she coming out like this with this stuff when she's got this great career and everything to lose? And let's face it, people made fun of her. I mean, you know, all the late night talk show hosts, et cetera. I remember uh, but, that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, but, but I believed her. It made sense to me. And then I discovered Ruth Montgomery and Ruth Montgomery. Also, she was a Washington journalist, a Washington journalist, everything to lose. But she started to write these books and all of her books were 
done through automatic writing. She would sit at her kitchen table and her guide Lily and then later Arthur Ford would come through and that's how she got the stuff for her books. And I thought that was really cool and I loved reading all of that. And then I, I was reading Hans Holzer, Edgar Casey. I mean, I was reading everything I could get my hands on. And then, you know, what happened to me is that books weren't coming out fast enough, Irene. They weren't coming out fast enough for me. And so I thought, you know, I think maybe I'd like direct communication with spirit myself. I'm going to try this automatic writing. So I sat down at my kitchen table every day for months and months and months and months, just the way that Ruth Montgomery said she did it in her books. And you know what happened? Absolutely nothing. Nothing happened. But I did it every day. Then I started to How go. How long would you do it for till you would say, okay, 10 minutes have gone by. I'm done. I mean, yeah. 15, 15 minutes, okay. about, about 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes a day something. to see if you could get. Yes, something. I would do it before work. I would meditate for a few minutes and then, and then I would sit holding my pen, just holding my pen to the paper and waiting. So then I started to go to these psychic development classes with my friend, Sana Rash. And we were learning all kinds of different things. And one night the teacher said, we're going to do automatic writing. And I just laughed. I, I was just really snarky. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's never going to happen for me. And as I was saying those words, something grabbed a hold of my arm and I started to do automatic writing, but not really writing circles, circles and figure eights. And the teacher is yelling at me, Sherry, control it. And I'm like, control it. Cindy, you haven't done the class yet. I don't know how to control it. <laughs> Everybody's standing around watching me and I'm doing all these wonderful little circles and, and stuff. And then finally the pen just dropped. So then I just, okay, so now I made some sort of contact, right? I've broken through. So I started at home in the kitchen before work. Yes, many, many circles, many, many figure eights. Finally, I got sick and tired of that. And I just wrote down on the paper, I'm tired of circles and figure eights. How about some words? And then the word Jeremy came through. Oh my. Yeah. So he was my first guide. And then all different guides started to come through. They all had different things that so they- you feel him guiding your hand as you're writing? Yes, absolutely. Good question. Because they, they all felt different. Jeremy had one feel. Uh, then Alexio Porath came through. He had a whole other feel. Then Selena and then Charles, all different. Wow, how interesting. Now, how yeah. long were you working on it before they grabbed your hand in that class? How long had you been doing that? Uh, a, a, couple year, months, months, a, few a couple months. of months, a few months. Yes, yes, yes. It that's why I was laughing. And that's why I was so snarky. I'm like, <laughs> not me. Not, not going to happen for me. me. And, and now I've got four books. And, wow. and, and when they and when they said they wanted to write a book, I said, okay, but you know, uh, you know, my hand, that's a little much. Could we could we start doing it on the computer? And so then so then I started to do automatic writing on the on the keyboard instead of with paper. Cool. And pen. Yeah. So now are they incarnated souls who you knew in another life um, or they are just they've never manifested and you've got a head guide and other guys. Do they change how you know yeah. Yeah, what is yeah. that all about? They Well, I mean, some of them have had lifetimes and with me even and some of them have never been incarnated 
And yeah, they do, they do switch up. They, they sort of have different specialties. Like Selena is an energy specialist. So dictating stuff about energy, you know, that's when she would come through. Um, Alexio Porath, trying to remember exactly what his specialty was. Um, he, he's all about responsibility and taking responsibility and also understanding our galactic uh, ancestors and where we fit in, you know, in, in the world, in the, in the galaxy, not the world. Um, uh, Jeremy, he's just, he's just my go-to everyday guide, you know? Um, he's with you, uh, I guess from the beginning, he's been your yes, guide from the he, beginning. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, but so, you know, yes. has he manifested with you before? Uh, you, what do you Jeremy mean? Jeremy new to you or have you been in a lifetime together or is he just? Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. He said, yes, we have been. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, and as far as a head guide is concerned, that kind of changed for each book. My grandmother was the head guide for Windows of Opportunity. Wow. Uh, then Raising Our Vibrations for the New Age, it, it was it was different. Uh, the third book, Spiritual Toolbox, I was really just an, like an MC it, for that because I had all of these different guides coming in and dictating what they were going to dictate. And then other, other metaphysical teachers that I knew I had reached out to, and they all did chapters and, you know, just put it all together. Um, so really there wasn't, there wasn't a head guide for that one. Uh, but yeah, they just, they just change out. It depends on what the message is that they're trying to get across and, and whoever is the, uh, the expert on that, I guess, is the one that, that will come through. That, yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> so let's talk about windows of opportunity, your book, which is, I enjoyed it. It's fascinating and enlightening on so many subjects. And it talks about raising our vibrations for the coming new age, yeah. which people are going to say, we have a coming new age. All I see is chaos on this planet right now. <laughs> so yeah. does the term new age have to do with a shift in consciousness that we're all becoming more aware or just for all of us or just a few of us? What can you tell us about the new age? And is that the same as the term 5D that they're saying we're going from a th third dimension to a fifth dimension consciousness? Wow. <laughs> That's just such a great question. Um, okay, so raising our vibrations, raising our vibrational level. Why do we want to raise our vibrational level? Raising our vibrational level is so that we can become, we can become who we're meant to become on a soul level, right? So we're here, we're working through karma, negative karma, positive karma, back and forth. We're trying to really ascend, I think, from karma so, so that we don't have to deal with karma anymore. So oh, that's, wow. part, that's part of raising our vibrations. And part of raising our vibrational level, it really, it really comes to, remember those words that were said to you when you were laying on the side of the road? What yeah, were those words? Be Say, loving and kind to everyone. And you know what? That's the basis. Really, that's the basis of raising our vibrational level right there right there. And, but it's hard. It's hard to do. You know, we can have it in our heads to do it, but it just is very difficult thing to do. Um, because life gets in the way and tempers get in the way and situations get in the way. Um, so going to the fifth dimension, you know, there are some that would say that, that, that we kind of split already and that, and that 
5D already exists. I kind of believe that. I think that there still is 3D Earth and there is 5D Earth, and that some of us have stayed behind on 3D Earth to help to help move it along. And then 5D Earth is there, and you know, higher vibrational level, learning things on another level. Um, you know, what are they doing in 5D? I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure it's there though. Um, why stay behind on 3D? Well, this is where we're needed. You know, a lot of light workers are just needed here right now. Are light workers needed in 5D? Not probably not. You know, it's a, a whole different learning experience. So I think we stay I, kind of stayed here. I think like we light workers, our, our job in 3D is to kind of take people by the hand and say, listen, yeah. there, there can be more and you know, and and, yes. and change perceptions and, and awareness. Yeah. So would you like to describe what a light worker is for people and um, uh, how are they helped? And, and how and would you say we are basically helping raise the vibrational level of the planet by helping other people understand about being loving and kind to everyone and being well, an inspiration for change? What, what have you got to say about that, Sherry? About being a light worker? Mm -hmm. I think... I think being a light worker is probably one of the hardest things that you can sign up for when you're on the other side. I think it sounds all very easy to do that when you come back, but what, what do light workers face? Think about it, right? We've got to come out of the metaphysical closet. We've got to put ourselves out there. So, so many people are going to make fun of us. I mean, you said you remember what poor Shirley MacLaine went through, you know, and you know, that's on a national level. We're not doing that quite on a national level, but, but think about, think about, okay, just me for an example, when I had was forced out of the closet and, uh, and, and there I am, I'm a director at a very large corporation and Facebook is going on. So you really can't hide what you're doing, right? Because Facebook started back then. And so it's out, it's out. And, and what's going to happen to you? Are you going to lose your job? I mean, I lost promotions. I lost promotions early on when I was taking herbology classes, just oh my herbology gosh. classes. Someone, someone who I thought was was close, very close friend, definitely a relationship villain. Okay, definitely a relationship villain. She started telling people that I was into voodoo and that I was putting curses on people and all of this stuff. All I was doing was taking herbology classes. All I wanted to know was how do I fix things um, with the underlying uh, part of an illness and not just treat the symptoms. That's all I wanted to know. And um, so through that, by telling people that I was doing voodoo, all of a sudden people were avoiding me. They didn't want to sit next to me in morning meetings. It was horrifying. And then I finally found out what happened. And I had been interviewed to be a training manager two times, two times. And this woman, this friend of mine, my relationship villain, well, you know, friend of me, because really she actually did me some favors uh, by doing this, but it didn't seem like it at the time. Um, I, I was given the job and then the job was taken away from me the promotion wow. to, to that department. And, and then finally, someone explained to me why. They just couldn't have a training manager who was into voodoo. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, let me explain myself here. But then what happened, this is very interesting, is that another opportunity arose. I, was get, I had to get up in a meeting and talk about why I did something the way that I was doing it. And I think it was about referrals or something. I don't really remember. And after, the, after that meeting, the person who ran that division said, you know what? 
I need, I need a training manager. I'm going to hire you to be my training manager. And then I worked my way up from training manager to general manager, to assistant director, to director. And I ended up being director of that division under her vice president. And that never would have happened had I gotten those other training jobs, right? Never, ever would have happened because those people never would have left. And, 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 I got to write everything. I got to run everything in this brand new department instead of having to just acquiesce to everything that these other people wanted. So, so I have to ask you, what how, what, how did your relationship villain handle all this when things were working oh, out? Oh, she hated it. She, You know what? She ended up leaving the company very shortly after that. We did have to work together for a little bit. Um, you know, she deserves an Academy Award, a spiritual Academy Award for what she did. Um, and, and at the time, I, I mean, I was just so shocked because it was like, you know, she was like kissing me on the cheek and giving me a hug and stabbing me in the back at the same time. Wow, how horribly um, hurtful. Oh, but my. It, was, it was, but once I learned about relationship villains and I could go back and review that and look at it, I was like, well, she really did me a big favor there, a huge favor. I would not have had the career that I had if I had gotten that other job. So I had to be, a, you know, a voodoo person <laughs> for, a few, for a few weeks um, you know, until it all straightened out. So crazy. And she also yeah. taught you about relationship villains, which you're going to teach, which you're teaching people about. Yes. So yeah. like, before we get to relationship villains, tell me about karma. Is karma the reason bad things happen to good people? And also, how does judging others create more karmic debt? Well, you know, karma, is it good? Is it bad? We can create both, both types, both types of karma we can create. If it's okay with you, I'd actually like to read you something that the GG wrote about karma. Sure. Would that be okay? Absolutely fine. Is that okay? Okay. Um, Very happy right. about it. Sure. Because, I mean, nobody, nobody says it better, I think, than, than the GG. Um, so they you're calling the GG is your guide um, your abbreviation family. abbreviation for guide group. Yeah, I'm lazy, so, so guide, guide group. group. Okay, just so people are saying, what is she saying about GG? Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about Gucci, everybody. We're talking about guide group. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's here's what they say. When they first started to dictate about karma, this is what they said: there is a force working within the universe called karma. It's the law of cause and effect. It is the energy that you send forth, whether positive or negative, and it is the energy that you receive back, whether positive or negative. Karma can be a positive experience or it can be a difficult experience. It depends on what you plan for yourself to learn in each lifetime. Cause and effect is a pretty simple concept. Any action will have a reaction. That's pretty simple, yes? Well, the difficult part comes when you have to find imaginative ways in each lifetime to accept payback from others whom you have hurt or damaged, or even to bestow positive payback on people who have helped you. And so it is very important for people to quickly figure out what they are here for if they want to move ahead. The less time they waste figuring it out and the more time they spend doing it, the sooner their work will be done and they can enjoy the rest of their lives. 
See, making it easy, that's what the GG is all about. Right. Okay, everything must balance in the end. So if you've sent forth negative energy, you will receive back negative energy. If you send out positive energy, you will receive back positive energy. There comes a time in the lives of many a light worker where they don't have to deal with the karmic experience anymore. Negative and positive energy can be sent forth with thoughts, not just with actions. To wish well for people, and to wish health and forgiveness for people will bring positive energy back to you. That's so beautiful. that's how they brought it out. And that's that refers back to this other quote from your windows of opportunity. Learn the lesson on the first floor of the building instead of traveling all the way up to the penthouse, right? Yeah. The yeah. lower the floor, the easier the lesson. Because if you can recognize that karma and that relationship and what you're supposed to learn... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You want, you want to learn it when a window first opens, do people really spot windows the first time around? I mean, th that's a little hard. How do you know, you know, life scripts are what really show us the windows that, that we've got. But as I said earlier, as we miss a window and we go on to another window and another window and another window, they become much more dramatic and much more in your face because you want to learn this lesson. So you are forcing yourself to learn this lesson by keeping it so much in front of you that you can't dismiss it anymore. You've got to do something about it. And if you don't, you'll have to come back, right? And with the oh. same lesson over and over again. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, I will tell you, now I've been married three times, okay? And I was engaged two times also. And the same problem existed for me everywhere. Now, this last time that I married, I'm married for 20 years. So everything is working out now, right? I learned my lesson. But here's 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 what happened. A lot that you've lived through for someone who's only 22 years old. Oh, 22. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm going to be 65 in a few months. <laughs> I'm waiting for Medicare. Um, <laughs> so anyway, what 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 I had to learn was communication. And it's hysterical to me that that I had to learn communication and relationships because I have a bachelor's degree in communications. <laughs> so, you know, going to school doesn't always do it for you. You got, you know, you need those life lessons. But I, I would get, I would let everything build up. Control, 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 men controlling me, acquiescing to what they want. Uh, oh, you can't buy this kind of bread. You have to buy this kind of bread instead. You have to do this instead. You have to do that instead. And it would just well up in me. And then I would just explode. I would just explode. And the relationship would be over, over and done with. What did I learn? Absolutely nothing. I did this over and over and over again. Till finally, oh, this last relationship villain, <laughs> I was engaged to, he threw me up against a wall. He spit in my face and that woke me up. Oh my God. That's what it took. That's what it took for me to stop letting people control me and to learn how to communicate better. Um, so, you know, yay for my present husband because <laughs> I learned to communicate and uh, that's probably a really good thing and why I've been married 20 years this time. But uh, yeah, so sometimes it gets very dramatic. I mean, here's what my guide said to me. You think that was bad? You think getting thrown up against a wall and having somebody spit in your face was bad? You should have seen what you had planned for yourself next if you didn't oh. wake up. Oh my gosh. Oh I don't want gosh. to know what I planned you for You don't myself. want to know. So <laughs> let me ask you something. When we judge others in this lifetime, and so many people are full of judgment, 
Yes. Does that create more karmic debt just from the Absolutely. act of judging people instead of trying to understand where they're coming from? And then my attitude is if, if they're, if I feel they're toxic, I just detach with love. Yeah. I don't have to like judge them. Right. Is that, is that, but so when other people judge others, what, the, what does that do? Do they have to come back and deal with those people again? Is well, that you know, ju judging other people, it's, it's one of the worst things that we can do. And, and it's something that with human nature, it's very easy for us to do, you know? Um, but judging, 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 judging. Here's the thing about judging. We barely know what we're here to do, right? We have no idea what other people are here to do. We just don't know. We don't know why they're doing the things that they're doing them. So we can't really judge ourselves. Who are we to judge somebody else? To keep from judging, to keep from spewing out that negative energy. When you judge somebody, you're like a lighthouse, but you're not a lighthouse that's generating light to help people. You're, you're spewing negative energy out and that's hurting everybody. That's bringing the vibrational level of the planet down. It's bringing your vibrational level down. Whoever you're talking to and gossiping to, you're bringing their vibrational level down. Judging is just one of the worst things that we can do and one of the hardest things to avoid. Will we have to come back to deal with it? Maybe yes, maybe no. It depends because there is such a thing, you know, where we're instant karma. You've heard of instant karma, right? Yes. Yeah. So a, a lot of times that will come into play um, and, and, and it will take care of itself right in this in another way something will happen and like yes yes in this lifetime it will it will happen and so you might not have to come back for it but the best thing that you can do is to not not do that because it's spewing out that negative energy and and you just don't want to do it it's not good for you it's not good for the planet so i would so it seems like how we reduce or eliminate karma is the way we process what's happening to us Oh, yes, absolutely. Be aware and conscious. Now, you you alluded to this. What is this accelerated karma? Is that where people come in with all kinds of horrible things that they have to deal with and they have, they want to learn more <laughs> no. in that lifetime? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, an example of, 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 of accelerated karma. All right. So, all right, let's talk about judging somebody. You, you've, just, you've just said some nasty things about someone, Irene. And uh, you really put that person down and you really hurt that person's feelings and you created negative energy there, right? Okay, so that's done. So then what happens? Maybe a week later, maybe a month later, maybe a year later, somebody starts talking about you and saying really nasty, horrible things about you. And it hurts your feelings, right? Instant karma, accelerated karma. That's, oh, a, I mean, that's just a, an example. Okay, that's just so interesting. So- um, you've been telling us about some of your own relationship villains. And um, if you don't resolve things with them, will they be back in other lifetimes with us? Or it's just for that particular lifetime that you well, learn a lesson? All right. So those, that last person, the one who threw me up against the wall, definitely a relationship villain. And, and he did me a huge favor. Did he mean to do that? Yes, he had to do that. That was his job. That's what he agreed to at the planning table, right? That's what he agreed to at the planning table. So if I did not learn that lesson about control and about communications, and if I didn't learn it in this lifetime, 
I would probably put it on my list for the next lifetime. Would it be the same people that I'm interacting with? That's hard to say, you know, because I don't know where that person would be. What is what is that person coming back to do? Um, is he going to be available? You know, it's, it's oh, I understand that. So maybe yeah. someone else will. Yeah, step up and be my relationship villain. It's it's the people who truly love you the most that will play the role of the villain. Oh, wow. And they're not even often aware of it in this lifetime. They're still going on doing their thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If I told this guy he was my relationship villain and thank you very much, he would think I was crazy. <laughs> okay, got it. So you've got an expediting spiritual growth workshop. Yes. Explain how that helps speed up spiritual growth and complete our to-do lists in this lifetime. How do you help people? Because we're going to give people a link to that and all of that, you know, so well, they can take advantage of that. We've touched on it a, a little bit here. Uh, understanding the responsibility that we have in our in our own lives and how we move ourselves forward, that's that's job one. So that's part of that workshop. Understanding that we plan our lives and how that happens, understanding what windows of opportunity are, learning how to spot those windows lower to the ground floor rather than in that penthouse, understanding what relationship villains are, how to spot them, how to deal with them, what happens when you are finished with them, all of that, that goes into the workshop. It's very much a hands-on workshop with step-by-step -step instructions on how you can sit down, do a life review. It's not a fun thing to do, Irene, to look back at all the things that you've done and, and try to figure out, oh, is there a message here for me? What am I supposed to be doing? Oh, you mean I didn't do this right and I have to change my behavior? I have to be nice to this person instead of nasty to this person? I don't know if I can do that. Well, if you don't make that change, if you don't make those changes, you're going to continue to have those windows. You're going to have more drama and pain. That's what expediting your spiritual growth is all about. And that's the purpose of this workshop so that you can live your life with less drama <clears throat> and less pain. I can't That's think cool. of a better thing for people to do. Um, we're going to provide a link to this workshop for everyone. Yes. You want to give everyone a little tip about once they click on that link, yes. what they should do? Yes. So this is free. We're making it free for all of your listeners, Irene. And <clears throat> there is a link called uh, Winkler Leadership Academy. You'll see that. Click on that. And then there'll be another link that says special free class for listeners. Click on that, put in your email address, and it will take you right to the workshop. Now you're going to be doing this by um, online, right? The workshop is uh, taped. It's taped. So people can watch it whenever is good for them and over and over again, as many times as they want to. That's fantastic. Okay. And Sherry, you state in windows of opportunity that we're here on this planet to heal and evolve. Why is it important for us to want to heal and evolve, in your opinion? Well, that's for our soul, I think. You know, why do we bother coming back? Why do we want to learn these lessons? What's in it for us? Why are we putting ourselves into the position of having to learn these lessons? Because we want to grow. We want our soul to move up vibrationally. Why, where do we wanna go? Five Earth, 5D Earth, right? That's the next step for us from here. So we wanna get our vibrational level to the point where we can make that, that change, that transformation and, and manifest ourselves there instead of having to be in 3D energy. Planet Earth is war. 
planet Earth is is for warriors. It is not for people who who are weak at all. Okay. Earth is a difficult situation. We could go and learn our lessons other places. We don't even have to come into body to learn our lessons. We do not have to do that. But this is the fast track. Earth is the fast track. And that's why it's so difficult. But we can learn our lessons with less drama and pain if we wake up to who we are. And one thing that we have to remember that we must always remember is that we're part of the source. Source, goddess, God, creator, whatever you want to call it. That's who we are. We're a spark of that, right? We're a spark of that. And so, and so we have power. We have power and recognizing that we have that power to direct our lives and move them in the ways that we want to move them. That's what it's all about. That's what waking up is all about. That's wonderful. I'm not sure I answered your question. No, I think you certainly did. That was great. So (laughs) tell us the best ways for everyone to connect with you. What is your website, whatever? Yeah, go to my website, sherry-cortland.com. Let's spell that, C-O-R-T-L-A-N-D, right? S-H-E-R-R-I-Cortland, C-O-R-T-L-A-N-D.com. And the reason why it's not just sherrycortland.com is because the Chinese stole my stole my website and, and wanted to ransom it back to me. And oh my so God. rather than pay the ransom, I just stuck a dash between my first name and my last name. <laughs> How interesting that they chose you. <laughs> I'm not the only one. It has happened I, I, I think they could use your expediting spiritual growth workshop. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> if, you, if you go onto the website, there's lots and lots of free stuff. There's a free workshop on how to do automatic writing step-by-step um, and some since you're listening to this, you're going to get the spiritual expedite your spiritual growth workshop, but there's lots of articles and newsletters and all kinds of stuff that will help you on your way. That's sure. wonderful. That's wonderful. And what is the Sherry Cortland tip for finding joy in life? Uh, you got to live in the moment, live in the moment and make, and make those moments count. Make the right choice in the moment. Are you going to spew negative energy or are you going to put out positive energy? The more positive energy you put out, the more joyful your life will be, the more joyful everybody around you will be. That's perfect. And have gratitude, right? For all oh the- my gosh, yes. Stuff. Thank you. Thank well, you. I'm sorry I didn't say that. No, it's okay. Yeah. But no, I, I, I live my life with gratitude. I think it really makes a huge difference. Sherry, I just love this uplift, this really uplifting quote from your book, Windows of Opportunity. We can all help to bring light to the planet and raise the vibrational level by increasing our output of positive energy, decreasing our output of negative energy, and by following the golden rule and being nice to each other. The planet Earth will eventually experience peace and its inhabitants will be free from karmic cycle as we become more aware of our connection to the source and of our interconnection with each other. Wow, is that profound. We're all connected and that's because we're all sparks of the source. We all come from the same place. We are each other in in a manner of speaking. So let's be nice to each other. I'm with you. And you so wisely guide people to not dwell on past mistakes. Instead, you are motivating them to fix, learn, and move on. 
Yes. I encourage everyone to click onto your website to learn more about your many inspiring books and articles and check out your upcoming expedited spiritual growth workshop about windows of opportunity and relationship villains. Yes. And Sherry, I thank you from my heart for this really special interview filled with positive energy and guidance, which can help and support us all to heal and accelerate our spiritual growth. Oh, thank and you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to Grief and Rebirth podcast on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and hit notify to make sure you'll get the inspiring new interviews coming your way. Thank you. And as I like to say, to be continued, many blessings. And bye for now. Mm-hmm.